0: Hello, my name is Deacon Brian. Welcome to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons Podcast. Every week we share our Sunday morning sermons with you to keep these important conversations going. We hope you not only enjoy hearing our words of God's love for you, but will also feel compelled to share these words with everyone who needs to hear this message. As always, we encourage you to keep the conversation going at home, at work, and everywhere you go. Take a few moments to ask those questions that need to be asked, and share the gospel with all. This week I preached on the prophet Hosea and his poem about who God is as a loving parent, and how Hosea's poem can act as a model for us to be prophets in our lives by practicing humility and compassion for all. So sit back, relax, and let us dive into this week's story and sermon.
1: comes from Hosea chapter 11. Hosea 11one to 9. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt and Asariah shall be their king because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me, to the most high they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and
0: I will not come in wrath. The word of our Lord. Thanks
1: be
0: to God. In the name of our triune God, amen. Leaving the East Coast, where the vast majority of my neighbors were Catholic or Lutheran, whether they were or not, made my four years in Oklahoma at college, where everyone was Baptist, whether they were or not, quite challenging. There were so many times that I would be walking or biking down the pathways of the South Oval and and see a small gathering of students shouting down a hellfire and brimstone preacher, if that's what you want to call them, uh, who told us over and over and over again that God hates all of us and that we're all doomed to go to hell. We were reminded that we were all sinners and have fallen short of God's love and grace, in case we didn't know that already, and that there was simply nothing we could ever do about it. I remember seeing signs of hatred, casting dispersions on particularly the marginalized, and even remember a protest from the Westboro Baptist Church at the National Weather Center of all places because they had the audacity to claim that they can scientifically study our atmosphere, which they believed was an affront to the sovereignty of God. Now, I firmly believe that these people thought that they were doing the right thing. I believe that they have interpreted scripture or that scripture was interpreted to them to cast a vision of a God who sat high up in the clouds and looked down upon creation in disgust and despair. I believe that there is a version of our faith that not only sees God in this way, but declares that if you don't, then you are cosmically doomed for all eternity, that the love and compassion of God only comes to those who are of utmost purity and utmost perfection in the eyes of the law. There are too many of these types of prophets in our midst who preach to us a theology of perfection, of individualistic purity, and that any blemish is a death sentence in the eyes of God and in the eyes of our neighbors. What amazes me about this is not that this exists, because I think this kind of belief was inevitable in our fundamentalist, reactionary, polarized civic society. I am not surprised that people are demanding perfection from each other, but I am surprised that they use the biblical narrative to do it. I'm surprised that they make their claims because in their mind the Bible tells us that these are the claims that are supposed to be made. Hosea's poem this morning is perhaps one of the clearest examples of why this theology of perfection and an expectation of purity in the name of biblical writings is just silly. Hosea is prophesying to the people of Israel. Hosea is reminding them that like a child who rebels against their parent, the people are rebelling against God. It may not necessarily be sinister in intent, but it happened. The child isn't perfect, and Hosea is reminding us that neither are we. Now, I don't have children, but I have quite amazing parents, and I have talked to all of you who are amazing parents. I know that when your children rebels against you, you don't cosmically doom them forever. Of course, you hope for an easy life for them. You hope that they follow the rules and the laws because you would never wish for awful consequences against your children. But when they fall short and when they err, you still love them, right? You still care for them, and you help them get back on track. What I love about this poem this morning is that Hosea is really doing two things here. He's reminding us that we are not perfect, He's reminding us to be humble because we are are falling short of God's laws and of God's love. However, he's also freeing us because Hosea is giving us an image of God which is deeply parental, parental in the most loving sense possible. Hosea is reminding us that our creator is deeply compassionate for us, because our creator knows what her creation is really all about. God is frustrated that we are the way we are, but also knows that there's nothing we can do about it, and in fact, I don't think there's anything that God can do about it either. This life that we live is deeply complicated, because if God were to simply make everything perfect, then we would be quite robotic, the same And that's no life to live. Yet God knows that complete abandonment means a cosmic consequence that I don't even think God is prepared for. And so we fall short. And God responds each and every time, like a parent who responds to their child. I say all of this thinking about our world today and our own personal lives. We do a remarkable thing here on Sunday mornings when we come together around this story of a being who we cannot see and who sometimes we may feel like we don't even know, but who we can feel and who we can trust. We do a remarkable thing on Sunday mornings and in a society that demands perfection and who is deeply materialistic, only trusting in the things that they can see and touch and hear and smell, we gather here with our family and our friends to hear a story of a God who loves us even in the midst of our imperfection and even in the ways we cannot see or touch or hear or smell. I think Hosea's poem of prophecy reminds us to be humble and yet frees us to be loved. I think this poem can be a model for us as we continue to discover a right way to live our lives. The book of Genesis tells us that we've been made in God's image. In God's image, we have been created So if God lives God's life in the way of compassion, refusing to execute anger or to destroy for the sake of destruction, then why shouldn't we? The biblical story from start to finish is preparing each of us to be a prophet of God. And I don't know about you, but I too often feel ill-prepared, unqualified, and deeply terrified to even think about taking up that role. Because of my own rebelling, because of my own imperfections, and trust me, there are many, I feel I cannot live up to the role of prophet for the people of God. But Hosea tells us differently. Hosea tells us that this role of prophesying is actually a daily practice of humility and compassion for all. And what a beautiful image! of the kingdom of God, that is. I want you to wonder with me this morning. Wonder with me what it looks like to daily live in humility and compassion. Wonder with me what it looks like to share that message of humility and compassion with everyone. Wonder with me what it would look like To change our civic life from an arrogant, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, help yourself only, trust no one, be perfect or die kind of lifestyle to one where we actually see each other as whole people of God. Beloved, wonderful, beautiful, perfectly imperfect. Imagine that. Imagine what that world would look like. Imagine what it would look like if we followed Hosea's poem, if we lived up to that image of God in our hearts and in our minds. Imagine what those relationships would look like. Imagine that. Now take that imagination and go make it happen because God is with you loving you and caring for you like a parent loves a child, always and forever. Amen. Thanks for stopping by and listening to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons podcast. For more information about Shepherd of the Hills, please check out sothchurch.com or find us on Facebook. Feel free to share this sermon and be sure to follow us on social media and wherever you find your podcast. Go in peace, serve the Lord.